Hello friends, welcome to the podcast with Agni Chandra. It's a very exciting conversation on many different topics from Ashtanga Yoga to Kundalini, um, uh, the process of awakening the Kundalini, sexuality, Tantra, and I truly noticed halfway through the podcast that there is a wealth of um, knowledge in it that could have helped me a lot earlier on my spiritual journey. So I'm really excited for you to listen to it. Uh, I want to give a little side note um, that there's going to be a laundry machine in the background (laughs) only in the beginning. Uh, for uh, two minutes or so it's going to be making a lot of noise so don't let that discourage you the quality uh, gets a lot better uh, afterwards Um, but just so you know so enjoy listening to it uh, podcast with Agni Chandra Yeah, welcome. 
Thank you so much. Wow, yeah, I was just like nourished by each word that was coming from, from uh, here. Thank you so much, yes. Thank you for having me and thank you for opening this space uh, to, to, to share, to, to, to share through you, through the others, creating the circumstances for, for, for that, it's spreading, it's spreading love. <laughs> so I'm really honored uh, to be a part of this and yes, each time when we meet it's like very straight to the point. <laughs> I'm just thinking uh, we might cut this out, we might not, but maybe the laundry ah, machine is... Absolutely, I would say to them. Or we can also wait. Or... Uh, no, it's a good point that you've noticed. And yeah, you, you will hear it on the podcast. Well, that's, that's part, of, part of life, right? We can pretend that everything is perfect. Things happen. I might just leave it all in. You leave it all in. Maybe, maybe I will leave it just on this podcast. Absolutely. Maybe I will make a policy where I don't cut anything out of any podcast. All the mistakes can stay in it. Absolutely, it's life. There's no mistake. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah where to start? <laughs> well, maybe you can tell people a little bit about what you what you offer, what inspires mm -hmm. you here, what what is what is the space all about, anyway. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the nice soundtrack for them to introduce. What is this space all about, anyway? Agni means fire, mm -hmm. fire, and this is the element that uh, I feel very present within me and that's the element through that, that works through me. So Agni Way is the way of fire mm -hmm. and since I'm deeply, deeply, deeply devoted to Green Tara who represents the wisdom of compassion, mm, this quality became compassionate fire of transformation because Tantra is a path of transformation. Mm. Because you, you are a lot about Tantra. Right? Mm, this is this is the path that unfolds from different angles of what I do. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I think Tantra is maybe the wider widerest container that right. can contain everything that, that that is moving through. Right. So yes, here what we do, hmm, we awaken the compassionate fire of transformation. <laughs> different tools because I feel if I mm, if I guide breathwork or, or, or yoga class or do the intimate massage tantric massage session for three hours diving really deep with the other person that's the same right. that's the same quality that I'm just allowing to flow through me right. to awaken this quality within so the person who, who needs it yeah. compassionate fire of transformation yeah, yeah. transformation everything into what already yeah, I, I felt that you <laughs> gave me a, uh, you do your vinyasa class mm. that, I, that I love uh, and, uh, and you're known for it in the area that you have a touch mm. that is very very good. You mm. gave all of us, we were only three, so you gave us a little mm. short head massage mm. and you, you know how to touch mm. and, and have people receive the love, so yeah. yeah, yeah. And in fact I don't know 
you see? It moves through. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that I have one part. More or less, I have some 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 structures right. that I use. That, but it's never the same. It's right. never the same. Right. So you allow something to move through you. Yeah. This was also <laughs> what I experienced with you. That you are constantly, quite consciously surrendering to something bigger than yourself to get into states of no mind to let it move through you. Is that correct? I love it. <laughs> I do it and I love it. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Nice. Thank you for seeing that, of course. Yeah. You can resonate with that because you know what is it. Yes, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is this is this also this is the tantric approach of tapping into your feminine. Mm. The, 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 and the question that arises, how can I spread more love, right. share more love? Right. And then the gifts just unfold. Sometimes they require some time, like, like your guy was practicing really for many years, yeah. very devoted to Ashtanga, the Ashtanga, right? I, I want to tap into that for sure. Because <laughs> like also, I, I want to share things that people can learn from, but also I, I'm still learning also so much myself, you know, like I love to also get educated myself. On in Ashtanga? Well, I'd love to learn more about Ashtanga because it's still sometimes a bit of a, uh, a thing I don't fully have wrapped my, my head around what it means to people. Mm. But what, I, what, I, what other question that came up, which I find really interesting, is that Tantra can be a very broad term. Absolutely. And people use it in so many different ways. And that I think it can cause a lot of confusion for people to understand Tantra. And I think if you purely look at linguistics, you cannot even say anymore exactly what is Tantra. Because it has been this new sacred sexuality movements often labeled as Tantra. Old paths are labeled as Tantra from Taoism and and, and Buddhism as yes, well, and, and yogic paths. So my question is, what does Tantra mean to you? Love it! <laughs> I love this question. So, um, there are some core char characteristics that could bind, and there is also non-dual non approach in, in Tantra, so there is also a way to involve. So yeah, and, and this is, okay, so maybe from the Mm, to, to, to answer directly on the point what is Tantra and the core characteristics. First of all, it is a path towards liberation. Mm. Liberation through transformation. So mm. it is not a path of self-growth. Or it's, a, it's not a path to have better sex. That happens like a side effect. <laughs> and many other gifts happen as a side effect, but it is a path towards liberation. Mm. Through transformation and as transformation, what I understand, um, tapping into the reality that underlies our subjective idea of it. Mm. So transforming the subjective idea uh, into or finding the meaning underlying. Mm. Mm. That's maybe already too much. Yeah, yeah, and I feel also mm. I feel also your approach to tantra, what tantra for many people means is. Uh, where other spiritual paths are a bit more transcendental. So you would even sometimes hear quite fierce sentences from, for example, certain uh, non-dual teachers, like all of this is not real. Not real, absolutely. Because all of this is impermanent. Yeah. And there's always also something permanent and it's the only thing that's real. So absolutely. that's will be consciousness, where tantrics give way more credit to this reality. 
everything exists. Well, yes, and also psychology becomes more interesting for a lot of tantrics mm-hmm. where other paths are a bit are not so interested in psychology. They're interested to meditate on consciousness itself, right? But tantra is more about psychology, I would say, and about very much physical, even more than that. If if there are two approaches, nothing exists, and the opposite one would be everything exists, everything, each 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 thought already exists, each idea that each person on this planet can have, everything exists, and absolutely nothing exists, and they are both true. Mm, totally, <laughs> I think that's I think that's also where people get a little bit stuck. Oh, this is true, this is not yeah. true. I haven't seen anyone argue about it, but I imagine it must, must have happened. Absolutely. <laughs> so so you, you, can, you can choose, and I choose yes. everything exists. And if everything exists, you can play with that. Right. You can yeah. play with that. This is the manifestation of the, uh, of, so, so the goddess, Shakti, energy, yes. manifestation, vibration of reality is the, the, the consciousness in motion, mm. in motion, in action and tapping into it and allowing it to flow, surrendering towards it, trusting that it is the divine, only because it is. <laughs> right. Only because it arises, it's, it's already perfect. Right, and trusting it and letting it nudge you in the right direction. Unconditionally, trusting it unconditionally, as much as you can trust and let go, <laughs> as much you can benefit of it. But that's what's, what I really notice, uh, that uh, People who trust in something higher usually are able to manifest very interesting mm-hmm. and powerful things into this reality on a smaller or bigger scale. So how does that trust look for you? Because you have been manifesting here something very incredible. I don't know if you, how you see it yourself. But I see someone that's holding space with so many people mm-hmm. that, is a lot, that is doing this daily. This is pretty devotional. And you being able to make a good living out of it too. And <laughs> all of that so how how does this trust work for you and uh, yeah what does it mean to you this trust and how did it help you to create all of this around you mm, thank you hmm. maybe for me it's easier because that is manifested through deity so I, I, I work with the personal deity. So it's maybe sometimes easier to surrender to something that has concrete qualities mm-hmm. towards. But she also appeared at some point on my path. And, and this f- flow of abundance <laughs> was even before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that one thing that was always with me was courage. And that could be maybe the most underlying answer I could give. Courage, courage. Courage also has a quality of trust in it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, it's scary, but you do trust. Like, I'm yeah, just gonna do it. and it's, it's exciting. And that, that is this fiery attitude. That right. is this fiery um, attitude that was with me even uh, before everything manifested like that. But I really had it super clearly, the voice in my head. Portugal, Portugal, Portugal. Right. Never been here before. Like, why? When did you come here? Three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. And the, the, the point of my 
so-called awakening happened in 2016 mm. and be be before I was already deeply connected with the past mm. of spirituality but 2016 um, let's say I, I forget about it for, for, for the 10 years before and 2016 was like reawakening mm. that was that and, 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 and then you, you, you hear those voices those, the, those guidance from inside mm. to live very good life mm. in the capital of Poland, a very prosperous life, mm. because this abundance was, was there. I, just, I, I call myself lucky girl, I don't know if this is the true or maybe there is something. You called yourself that already when living yeah. in Poland, already yeah. before you were awake. Absolutely. Well, that's the power of beliefs, right? If we believe we are lucky. There are like many magic around that. Mm. Mm, but some people who are successful in their life, mm. They are maybe not so motivated for their spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I was lucky because I was still motivated because I right. felt they need th there is some more. Than was that. there something that motivated you? Maybe some quality of suffering mm -hmm. underneath the success? No, just this, just this longing, mm. just this. Mm, Yeah, and for me it was always connected with the sexual energy. Right. Even having a, a rich sexual life, I felt I was searching for something. That, 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 that there is more that I was touching but not tapping into it because mm -hmm. I didn't have uh, tools for that. With your partners, for example, or with also my, alone. With, with my previous, right. with my previous, in my previous relationship, and then I met my present partner on my first ever tantra workshops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, I felt that there was something. So there was this underlying wish, and as we discussed just before this interview started, each desire is the desire for love, for God, for the divine. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think, I feel that even not knowing the tantric path, I was already transforming the desires. Mm. I don't know, not following exactly the object of the desire, but tapping into the state where it's already there. Right. And w what is giving me and how can I serve right. from right. that place of fulfillment. Naturally, you already had this. Yeah, it's hard to say what was in the past and how I how I was in the sure. past, but like watching that as a movie, I would say the character <laughs> yeah, could well, have this quality not knowing about it. Sure, I think many people are not aware that 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 they are actually doing highly spiritual things at this without ever touching a spiritual Absolutely. book or workshop. Absolutely, yeah. because my life was success. Right, was success, and still there was a longing for more because I knew that there is something from where I knew it. Mm. I mean. I connected to the spiritual path in my early 20s and already, no, even before, when I was nine, my, my older sister was uh, already deeply involved in Dzogchen, super powerful uh, Tibetan uh, um, teachings. And she was, you know, guiding me through <laughs> Dzogchen meditations when wow. I was nine. <laughs> wow. So, you know, it was already there in the system. Right. And then, yeah, 10 years of life experience, very rich <laughs> and juicy, was also a part of the, of the so 
progress. So, so now you offer uh, transformation on a spiritual level, healing, healing if you will, whatever words you want to attach to it. Absolutely. But before you did something very different, I don't, I don't really know the history so much as well. I believe it's something with, uh, it sounds like some kind of luxurious life in, in, a, in the film industry. Yeah. How was how that? What, what did you do mm. before? As if it's relevant. Yeah, maybe very briefly. I, I Let's touch a bit briefly. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. You see, I also shared with you that this is the part that is still not very well integrated mm. in me now. Mm. And I have a story about it, but I feel that the story is not coming from the place of clarity right. yet. Right. So I can well, tell I'm, you that. I'm, I'm also inviting you if you don't want to speak about it, it's also fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, maybe this. It was it was it was successful. I was working in the film and TV industry right. and I was tasting life and because of this inherent courage <laughs> I was tasting it. Uh, um yeah. Abandoning right mm. so there was a richness in 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 partying there was a richness also on the sexual field there was right. a richness um yeah looking from outside it could be called sex drugs rock and roll right. <laughs> but there was always always now i see it maybe by then i couldn't that there was always a consciousness involved the longing for something deeper, yeah. rather than fulfilling that depth. Absolutely. It was maybe empty, in a way. It was. Yeah. Like really, and I, I, I see people <coughs> are um, exploring sexuality in the kinky way, for example, mm. and different constellations, mm. and doing, you know, and there is like there is this underlying longing for that that there is something because mm. it is when you go on the edge, you touch God. <laughs> So it is, but after, after all, you, it, it's not sustainable. Mm. It's not sustainable. So it did unreached um, my life. And what I'm doing now, being so easygoing and very familiar with sexuality, it's not a taboo for me anymore. Mm. So I took my beautiful lessons from that from that field, but not, but before it wasn't that much going through the heart right. like it is now. Right. So I'm I'm really I'm really super grateful for 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 each lesson the the life gave me to you now mm. and transforming it. I, I, I think it's also beautiful that. Um, see that like everyone in this field also people that offer services and also people that are just uh, going to people offering services mm. uh, we often have this 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 thing that made us cool, long yeah. or search and and also even even when we are already offering services it can still be something something that we still are working to integrate right it can all we can we can we can heal and work and it can all happen simultaneously yeah, but you sound also very, very grounded, like a last chapter, uh, a past chapter about it. Yes, yeah. I feel so. I feel so. I feel. I feel it is grounded. I'm. I'm just not 
sharing it yet so openly because right. I feel when I share it's not exactly there is some shadow around I don't right. know but it's rather in, in sharing the story than right. the story itself embodied right. in right. my experience right right <laughs> good well thank you for sharing what you share uh, thank you thank you for listening yeah yeah it's it's funny because I also feel that my, my boss was very much in the masculine energy, mm -hmm. showing up into the world, being sexy. So you, you had know? to get in touch with more of your feminine energy. Absolutely. For me coming here into Portugal was like, oh, <laughs> all this, all this, ge all this gentleness around in the yeah. workshops. I couldn't stand it. No? Like the first year he was like a nightmare. <laughs> But then you adapted quickly. Mm, one year it took me, one year. Well, that's very fast. Thank I'm, you. I'm kind of surprised I that it was such a, fast such a short uh, process. Because now you're very, very gentle yourself. Oh, you feel so? Well, yeah, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel you have any resistance to that. I wouldn't have guessed this, what you're telling uh. me Because I've seen you at the Tantra Festival and at the Awakeness Love training. And I just imagine there is me, you do very... Well, you do you do more fiery things as well, but you also do very gentle oh, things. Yeah. Like you are you are held by people and caressed, mm -hmm. like like people just give you soft touch, so you can receive that. So, and I've seen you in this space. Absolutely, I love it. You just, and you, lo so you I love, love it. it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Sometimes people have the image of the tantric sexuality being. And in fact, you 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 coming back into simplicity. <laughs> you coming not back because it's never back. You're coming forward to meet the simplicity. Right. And the magic of of, of just being of, held, for example. Of touch that is not even happening, and there is so much magnetism within. Right. And you start to make love not by intercourse, but by someone moving the hand over right. your body, and you are like in the whole body ecstasy. Right. <laughs> so, um, and this is what the gentleness brings. But for that gentleness to unfold, for the feminine to unfold, for me, and also this what Ashtanga brought, the container was very masculine. Masculine and, and strong and, right. and strong. Yes. That that was the devotion, that was the structure. Ashtanga is what I see of it, it's hyper masculine. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It is, it is, it it and it's supposed to be like that. But also like even preparing myself for, for this meeting with you when you when you said that you want to talk about Ashtanga, I, I, I just like briefly recall recalled the eight eight limbs of Ashtanga because uh, as you of course know that it is not only the sequence of fiery asanas, but there are eight limbs involved. Because one thing I would like to change about the perception of yoga in the world was that it was not only linked to asanas, right? Absolutely. Oh it's my a, God, it's such a, whole, a misunderstanding. But it's like yeah. Tantra is linked to sex. Right. I mean, even if I'm, I'm mentioning sex, that, that some, somehow guided me there. That is like, whoo, it's... Yeah. And also yoga is happening all the time, even the way we breathe right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or the, the, the intention to be honest and truthful. Yoga is constantly <laughs> present. Anyways. <laughs> Through those eight limbs as well. Yes, but the, in Ashtanga the, the the final limb is samadhi. The samadhi we also 
mention it's temporary. So I, as, as I feel Ashtanga, it's powerful practice. For me, it was like preparation for other type of practices. And this is also how it is described, right? Very often the pranayama and the, and the, and the, and the asana as preparatory things yes. towards and yeah, samadhi, enlightenment, moksha, nirvana, whatever term yeah. you want to attach to it. Yeah. So how did you get into Ashtanga? Ah, Ashtanga. Okay, that <laughs> that was very much rooted in my in my. I don't know. And, and maybe to start with someone yeah. that has no idea what Ashtanga is. What is Ashtanga? Mm, Ashtanga is eight limbs yoga mm. that uh, involves yamas, niyamas, which are like guidelines how to live your life happily. The first one is the how to and virtues. Yes, yeah. how to approach the other beings. So those are yamas, the niyamas, how to approach this body, this being, and how to cultivate life in a healthy way. And then there is a practice of asanas, and it's a, it's quite fiery sequence that requires a lot of devotion, right. <laughs> because it is taught to be to be practiced six days a week, uh, best for one hour and a half asana practice. Same time every morning. That that's that's ideal, that ideally, and it's good right. to practice in the morning because uh, it's it's very fiery, so it like really awakens the whole system. So right. when I when I did it in the evening, I couldn't sleep or stuff like that. Right, and it's always the same sequence. There are six sequences, and only one person in the world know all of them, and it's well, a grandson of the one who invented this practice. Patabi Joyce. Patabi Joyce was the inventor in right. the fifties, and Sharad Joyce is his grandson who is. Still, the only person who know all the six series, as I know, I'm not so much with the Ashtanga news right, anymore. Right, right. And as you can imagine, there's like a whole, uh, whole community around it. So there is an asana practice which is which is very fiery. It's difficult. Yes. There's a lot of jumps and it's quite yes. sometimes even acrobatic and. And with fiery, you mean the element is just that, like it's just strong and. And, and the ujjayi breath so much structure behind it and you just continue continue even though you're very tired you just do it absolutely and you kind yeah. of i mean you're not supposed to skip any asans that you don't like or just the other ones <laughs> um and also what gives the fire ingredient into it is that structure this masculine structure that seven that you that you mentioned wisely but also for me the most transformative thing in the world is the breath mm. And this is such Connecting a, the movement with the breath. With the a particular Ujjayi breath, which is, I will demonstrate because it sounds very nice. And you can feel how much openness it's in the whole channel when you do that and doing that for one hour and a half doing quite intense movements that goes along with the breath it's very powerful but for me amazing way to start your meditation as well <laughs> with it always always with yeah. the with, 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 with the breath uh, yeah mm. and all the other like the pranayama is <laughs> another vast subject mm. Um, yeah, so, so, but majority of people practice one first series, which is Yoga Chikitsa, 
which, which means the healing of the body, the healing of the body. And when I started, my, my body was super weak. I wasn't a sporty girl at all. Mm. Um, and practicing this through injuring myself many times. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, I feel my body is amazing now. Right. I'm both strong and high, super flexible, mm. and I can do all those crazy stuff yeah, that, you, that you see on Instagram. And it's cool, but it's not fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's not, no. it's not. Well, you know, actually, what I learned the other day about yoga, what I would really like to share, actually, um, uh, is I got uh, uh, to learn a little bit more about trauma. Uh, and I was listening to two people that are quite famous that speak a lot about trauma, which are Gabor Mate mm -hmm. and Bessel van der Kolk. And Bessel van der Kolk, especially, what he said stood out for me. He wrote a book, The Body Keeps the Score, which is renowned and world famous. And he did a lot of research on different ways to heal trauma. Uh, drugs seem somehow effective at first sight, prescri prescriptive drugs, but they are kind of like band-aid that doesn't let the wound really heal. He said a, lot, a few other things really work, EMDR, which is a newer therapy, but what works almost better than anything else is yoga postures, yoga asana. Hmm. Because it has this quality of uh, pushing through something that's hard, for yes. example, holding five long, slow breaths in a Absolutely. really challenging pose while your body is shaking, which is in a way, it does something to the mind. And if you have ever experienced it, you will know what it is about. And it's also the the connection to to the body, the body awareness. A lot of people are completely disconnected from their body. Because of the trauma. Because of the trauma, because yeah. we don't want to feel the body, yeah. because trauma is an experience in the body. Absolutely. So that's why I believe it's such a powerful preparatory technique, because if we are too traumatized, we cannot meditate properly no. as well. It's just impossible. It's yeah. just impossible. But also what awakened within me through the asana practice mm, was including the energy, the, the, the work with the energy, because I met very wise teacher. Mm. His name is Tai Landrum, and he shows the roots of Ashtanga, and in fact, all the Hatha Yoga in Tantra. Mm. And he, he shows how to work with, I mean, in, Asa, in Ashtanga, we also work with energy locks, but he shows how to really balance prana and apana and moving the energy through the body as I feel it, and you start to really feel it. So on the energy level, it's still related to how, how it can heal the trauma because trauma is stored really in, in the cells. So allowing the prana, the life force energy to, to move through the body. To be felt. To be, not even, I think that even if it's not felt, it is, it is just happening when you're practicing ashtanga, right. ashtanga or any kind of yoga That's with so the breath. Yeah. The breath awakens the prana. The alignment of the body put your body into the positions where it's more open for the breath and the prana right. to flow, and right. it just it it just changes. The whole thing like lengthening all these lines. Ah, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, opening the energy channels. So so fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> it is, and I and I even feel it 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 works even on the vastest way that we are not aware of. Because I recently heard someone was explaining the yoga postures through sacred geometry. <laughs> so, everything is possible. Wow. <laughs> everything is. So it uh, kind of like it harmonized, if you would put it together with... Harmonized balances and when the... With, and with sacred geometry, 
geometric shapes. This you show I didn't tap into the subject that much. I just had someone mentioned about it, right. and then and then this realization came. Yes, sometimes we focus on the physical body. It's beautiful for the physical body. Sometimes we focus on the respiratory system, but there is also this energy body that I'm now in this moment of my journey the most interested in. Mm. Um, and I feel that there is also sacred geometry, and there is much more than. I can I can reach with my with my knowledge now, mm. and still it's it's only the third part of Ashtanga Asana practice. There is Pranayam, Pratyahara. When we, we Pranayam is breath the control. Breath. breath. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say control. Okay. <laughs> there are two two different ways how to interpret or Pranayam that would be the breath control or or Pranayam and Ayam means opposite dropping the control mm -hmm. so again controlling the breath is creating the circumstances for the breath to relax mm. creating the circumstances for the breath to relax and I love it so it is uncontrolled I mean we, we play with the words here sure 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 yeah, yeah. but yeah. It, and it sounds like quite a final stage as well that in first we control to is. finally see that we are actually already that final or primal we are yes. born like that with our breath spacious and open and then it contracts through life yes. so then through different exercises we are creating the circumstances mm. for the breath to flow freely for the prana for the life force to flow through right. it's withdrawing the senses we are so dependent on our senses and something I mean, for me, when something smells bad, I'm like very, <laughs> very upset. <laughs> so it influenced me. When we see beauty, we want to ah, possess right. it, catch right. it. Ah. Right. Or on another way, what can really take us away from experiencing yoga is all the appearances that make us want to indulge these days. Yeah, yeah. Like a McDonald's sign. Absolutely. And a McDonald's, how it's made to be so highly palatable. Right, this is something that completely takes into mm. the senses Absolutely. away from away from what mm. is towards mm. the desire, for example. Right. So, um, and in Ashtanga, we keep the focus when we practice Meisters. Everyone is practice the same sequence, but in the different rhythm. So you, you could be super distracted mm. by people practicing in the different rhythm, and you the 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 the, the goal. I don't know the. The circumstances that you create with this practice is to keep the drishti, the gaze po point, on the tip of your own nose. Mind your own nose. <laughs> and stay focused. So, so that's where you look in Ashtanga. Yeah, not always. There are nine different drishti. Sometimes in Trikonasana you look at the thumb, sometimes at the, at the toes. Depends on the asana. But when you don't know where to focus your gaze, this is like the, the, the primal. So you kind yeah. of look with your eyes. Uh, yeah, but not too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's a, oh, not like that, but just like gentle, gentle resting the gaze. Okay. So you see the peripheries, but your focus like stays here. And it's very meaningful because the focus is inwards. You keep observing the movement of the energy for me within the body. And you can also say you, you are observing that what is happening. When, when we say about the awareness continuum, where our mind can be really present, there are only three things. And it's the outside reality, outside world. There is inside reality, so what is happening inside the skin. 
Right, quite physical still. Physical or not? Okay. Sometimes when you feel blah, blah, Sure. Is it physical? Is it energetical? Right, right. I think this is already the the energy. More subtle. Yeah, yeah more yeah, subtle, yeah. definitely. And there is also the the upside down reality. So the reality of our thoughts, beliefs, judgments. Okay. Um, so this practice invites you to withdraw the senses right. to watch what is happening through the body. Right. So it changes the. Or to become, or to, or to come back to Shiva, maybe. Shiva that is witnessing Shakti moving. Exactly. But so when, you say withdrawal, when you say withdrawal of the senses, it would mean like to really rest into kind of like a non-dual Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. If you, if you, yeah, if you do it wisely. But what is missing for me in the Ashtanga field is uh, teaching the real Ashtanga, like speaking like we are speaking right. about those nuances. Right. Uh, you missed that. I'm, I'm, I missed it for so many years. Oh, interesting. Like really, I was when I started Ashtang, I was, I was, I, I did it to have a better body. <laughs> you know, like I, I thought it's just better than fitness. <laughs> and I was really quite uh, stubborn. I won't be breathing. I won't be chanting. No, I just want my ass to look good. <laughs> so, but yeah. So even if you approach. How long was that ago? Um, Before your uh, awakening you spoke of in 2016? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was practicing yoga in early 20s yeah. and, and by then I, I was involved in the Tibetan Buddhism, in Karma Kagi tradition right. and Jung Drumbon. And then when I moved to Warsaw, it was 2000 and... Oh, I'm so bad with the dates. Roughly. Okay, uh, so I was, I was 20. Five. Okay. 35, 10 years I was living in Warsaw and then I I just, I don't know, I've forgotten. Mm. I've forgotten. I was so drawn by life. Mm. So by drawn the by the success, you know, right. that I achieved by the fancy clothes, high heels, full makeup uh -huh. and uh, being, um, yeah, in, 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 in power. Right. Not always, now, now it's the image of I don't know whom, but... <laughs> um, it, and it was very happy life at the same time. I was still creating movies, pictures, mm -hmm. and... Um, but by then I wasn't, I wasn't interested in, in the spirituality, absorbing the richness of life itself. Mm -hmm. And it was still... Tang, 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 <laughs> knocking in the back of my head, because there was this... Uh, I can get no satisfaction mm, and right. I'm like I'm tasting this and this and this right. and this and it I'm, feels I'm, good. I'm eyes, but I feel depleted mm, again and again. This, right. absolutely. And then my... Um, Very common for a lot of people, I believe. And why not? Beautiful, because this is like... The path. The path itself. Sure. So I, yeah. I would never regret those 10 years, sure. even Beautiful. if, you know, that was the path Beautiful. that brought me here, so yeah, Beautiful. lucky me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, what and, and in this moment, it, all the time is just time. Absolutely, yeah. I cannot even recall when was it, how was it, how, how I looked like, I looked Exactly, <laughs> and sometimes people can regret that they've spent 20 years on something that didn't serve them, but that's also like, well, if it was 10 years or 20 years, or a month, 
at this moment, it's all on it's your thoughts. It's Absolutely. completely irrelevant. Absolutely. Yeah. And it brought you here, so it's very cute. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to Pratyahara, uh-huh. we drank the senses, and then there is Dharana, which is focus. Focus. It also right. the, the asana practice. Or concentration, you could say. Concentration, yeah. focus, absolutely. And from the focus, concentration, dhyana, so the meditative states, mm. awakens. Mm. And uh, that happened to me, not very frequently, but that did happen to me while practicing the asana sequence being super focused. Suddenly, this feeling of I'm moved by something. Something is breathing me, moving me, and then the sequence like become almost like a like a dance that unfolds with such a grace, wow. with such a grace. Mm, and sometimes you see those beautiful videos with people just mm, enjoying because they feel that what moves their bodies. Mm. Um, flow state mm. yeah mm. and this is this meditation and movement because you tap into the moment fully right. and allowing you are allowing the moment to unfold in motion wow so this is this is beautiful and um, yeah so the focus dharana dhyana meditative state and meditation is not something that you do we call it meditation but it's not something that we do it's something that arises mm. from the concentration, from mm. the focus. Mm. But I don't know why. So these techniques we practice, like for example, focusing on the nostrils, counting, like mm-hmm. we've learned here with the Tibetan mm, yes. uh, master, uh, Lama, um, you would, in, in, according to Ashtanga, they would be labeled under the category of... Uh, on what to focus on? Yeah, they wouldn't be labeled under the category of meditation. They would be labeled under the category of what was the name again? Dhyana and the one before? Dharana. Dharana, Dhyana. Right, so it's actually Dharana. It's not really meditation. It's absolutely. Dharana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And meditation arises as a, as, a, as a state. Exactly. And deepen meditation um, when you really dissolve into nothingness. <laughs> meditation when you become oneness with everything it's samadhi state mm. and for me what i've shared with you for me the breath stops because there is no content to grasp there is no con- not even the breath and i never tapped into samadhi state while practicing uh, asana practice but i did with the breath with mm. the with the breathing mm. and just with you <laughs> when we did this oh. little meditation before starting this interview mm. because it's just easier when we when we support each other totally. in the field totally. in the field becoming oneness and just like one person some kind reminding another totally. one relax totally and this is it relax and relax <laughs> so the breath is so relaxed that it just stops mm. and all those moments when we hold the breath during the pranayam exercises it's like reversed reversed mechanism of that because when you are in a deep samadhi state the breath stops so you stop the breath during pranayama practice trying to reverse the mechanics 
of that spontaneous state mm. to bring that state mm. in the moment to glimpse it to glimpse it i don't know if that would be the word in english mm. to yeah to glimpse it yeah yeah to glimpse it i know i hear you yeah well i also want to hear how you describe it right i mean yeah. it was the beauty that that people describe it in different ways mm. we all mean the same thing right sure Absolutely. Whatever religion or, or, or spiritual tradition we are into, we are talking about the same things, but different entry points. Mm. So it's nice to hear precisely also how you mean it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think I've lost the track a little bit, but just, just to point that reversed mechanics that I used during the practices. Why, like, why we practice, no? That should be your, <laughs> your question coming from the non-dual perspective if we already that right so why are we doing things to achieve something right how can we achieve something that we already are right so yeah. why we why we practice that would be also a vast a vast subject totally mm. yeah and who's practicing <laughs> sorry and who's really practicing yeah yes uh, <laughs> yes exactly so um mm. So that was that was Ashtanga, which is still present in my daily practice. But I was like crazy about it. I was mm. practicing two hours, two hours and a half sometimes. Mm. Whole primary series, half of second series. Getting injured. Uh, oh yeah, many times mm. getting injured also by someone adjusting me in a really yeah. <laughs> so when I teach it still, I teach with a very feminine approach. Mm. Very feminine approach. Um, still we go super deep and people grow through this practice very fast um, but I teach this movement of undulating the spine for example and I'm just doing it now and doing it in downwards facing like it really softens the rigidity of, mm. of the asana <sighs> allowing the energy to flow and of course it those are those are really uh, serious practices when you start consciously working with the energy and i and i see some people take it and for them it's natural because it just flows like that and they just rediscover this natural flow of the energy along the spine and some people i'm showing this and they just don't take it mm. and it's so wise because it's not for them mm -hmm. in the moment and like just observing and supporting the, 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 yeah, the layer through which people are working through totally, physical, totally. mentally mental, and also, and also yeah. on a level of desires, right? I think it's really interesting what you mentioned that you, you start for such different reasons during your, your Ashtanga practice. And I sometimes see a tendency to, which I sometimes also am a, tendency to but to bash certain things that happen in the what, world of what yoga does it mean bash? bash to kind of ridicule a little bit ridicule yeah uh -huh. because not all yoga that is being named yoga if you would look from a more traditional perspective even has the right to be called yoga these absolutely. days right oh absolutely yeah uh, but in another way why we not? Also, we, <laughs> yes and we're also living in a different world than india so for some people it's an amazing entry point because even if it was like a yoga class that was done by someone with a hangover, you know, which happens, I'm sure, these days. And, and uh, 
it wasn't well led <laughs> and, and uh, but maybe someone still had just through the movement and the breath a little glimpse of peace that they never tasted before and this can kickstart the whole journey of maybe a few years later going to India. I love what you said. Man. Right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it because so I'm supportive actually of it in a way, yes. but I'm also here to say like it's more than that. But I'm I'm happy. Uh, yes. About it and w when you when you say like that, it's like full of compassionate respect. Mm. The journey that they are at. I I remember myself practicing with a huge hangover, <laughs> huge because I was party girl and still I was practicing Ashtanga, wow. waking up at like six with. And first round of sun salutation was like, where will I puke or not? It <laughs> <laughs> you know? sounds intense. Uh, <laughs> and still, I'm here now not drinking at wow. all. Because it's just wiser not to do it. But I needed to go through this process. Yeah. And meeting people where they are, exactly. it's, it's just compassionate approach, exactly. full of respect. So, yeah, if people say, oh, they shouldn't teach you. But sometimes I also have it. Sure, me but, too. I, but I had it more in the past. Now I'm like, if you're teaching yoga, doing two weeks online course, and people come to you, perfect, yeah. beautiful, enjoy. Well, you have, you have a responsibility. It, you have a responsibility. I th I'm on the edge that everyone is responsible for themselves mm. at some point. Mm. And it's, for me, it's empowering not only myself, but also everyone who, who, who comes to me. If during even the massage session, I listen to you and some people say, oh, I will do whatever you want to do on me. No, <laughs> no, I listen to your breath. You are present during the session and you are guiding the session. Mm. Always, always giving and receiving. Mm. Always a mutual responsibility. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I know who I am. I, I, I'm there. And in that space that this presence creates, anything can unfold mm -hmm. because we can hold it. And of course, I, 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 I'm holding that space for well, some. Would you like to share actually what you yeah. do during these, during these massages? Oh yes. Thank you. What I do during the massages. Mm. So you offer, how would you call them? Mm. I would call them tantric massages. Uh -huh. um, I think for a lot of people, wild imaginations go off when you yay. say mm. <laughs> And then, so I will allow that to happen even more because <laughs> I work through the pleasure. <laughs> you see what mm, comes up in the oh, mind. <laughs> I think people are already booking their tickets to Portugal right now. <laughs> um, because I truly believe in the pleasure as the medicine. Right. Life force, when it moves through your system, it's intense. And when we are afraid of it, we tend to contract and all the trouble starts. But when we recognize it as pleasure, relaxing we are naturally opening and then I feel myself also yeah. energetically softening when you say that just <sighs> feeling that there's already a lot of pleasure in the body in it the is. moment unnoticed 
sighing, sighing, making sounds of her pleasure. And yes, orgasm can arise, but what is orgasm? It's just like intense wave of the life force moving through the whole system. You're still talking about the Messiah. This is all I'm talking about. I'm talking about life. About life. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, during uh, during the messages, um, during the messages, we try to stay rather. I mean, it's not always when the sexual energy unfolds as eros, mm. life force energy, which I understand sexual energy is. Um, can unfold like really so widely, so differently. It can unfold as arrows as well. And in, in tantric field, we allow everything to be transformed, to be transformed. So be too. So yeah, let's let's even take the sexual energy as an example. If it arises here in the second chakra, in the in the genital area, we lift it up to the heart, and then you can have like heart orgasm mm -hmm. when just energy explodes here or even lifted to the head the crown the crown and then this whew, blissful state arises and it is extended and it is experienced as an immense pleasure <laughs> of just dissolving in the pure bright light and that happens sometimes during my sessions if but but also those are their healing sessions so to uplift that energy all the way up they are trauma storage and the body always when you work with through the body you work with the trauma always contraction emotions and sexuality also in itself it's also a trigger for uh, trauma absolutely can be because there's so much sexual trauma and uh, even the thought of certain sexual experiences can can uh, trigger that so yeah. i guess it's, it's 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 everything together it is yeah. but also I, I would i would distinguish the agony touch whole body massage that i'm offering to men and women and during this massage i'm working with the sexual energy but like warming up uh, this area, so mm. not the genital directly, mm. even if then I'm touching the whole body because there is nothing that is taboo, so I'm touching also the genitals, there is no mm, movements of, of, of arousal involved, it's like warming this area here and uplifting it from, from here, mm. maybe, maybe closing the, the, the channel with the palm, mm. so this is the Agni touch, and working with the sexual issues traumas and 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 that field i'm doing this only with women and then i'm, I'm focusing uh, on the yoni massage yoni wow. means um, the, the 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 outside vulva but also everything inside over this lower belly area Whew. we carry so much things come up oh not even only ours through this lifetime mm. from from the ancestors from, from the generation from the previous mm. and what I, I i i don't want to me maybe maybe speak speak a lot about it but what i like just so deeply grateful for that i'm gifted to to do this work to hold that space for women and be absolutely confident with how i feel them because i did all that work on myself 
I feel them like I feel myself. That's so powerful. It's amazing. And, 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 and things can unfold. And I have lines of women waiting for my sessions. Like two weeks in, 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 in advance. In, okay, I'm not giving more than three per week because the session is three and a half hours. Wow. And sometimes holding the space for super intense emotional releases, it's. Right. Uh, I wouldn't Take say. something from. I, I wouldn't you. say it's draining because what I do. That's why uh, you also mentioned that my touch is no. <laughs> yeah. But in fact, it's not mine. I mean, right. it's this. Right. I'm just opening the channel and I call it to Green Tara. Green Tara is like Bodhisattva from the Tibetan Tantric tradition. She is the representation, manifestation of the highest source in this personalized deity that represents the wisdom of compassion, mm. motherish quality which are fast direct and like always happy to be there for you mm. so calling her into the process i'm like protecting this human being to absorb or to be drained i'm listening from the from, from that space of com compassionate presence so that's why i'm saying i'm not doing anything that much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm moving the energy and, and I'm touching and I'm there present. You can speak with me, of course. But mainly what I do, I listen to your openness. I'm listening to your breath. I'm listening to your sounds. If the pleasure is there, if the pain is there. And if the pain is there, can we... Like also, what is pain in the body? Our natural, natural inherent state is pleasure. It's, it's bliss, it's pleasure. And when this natural state in early childhood was suppressed, uh, then this energy got stuck, frozen, and mm. the pain arises. And not to feel the pain. But we can't access it anymore. We, we, we cannot. We cannot mm. because it's, it's like, like water just fro frozen mm. by some experience that we don't want to repeat. Mm -hmm. So we don't go there. Would you say that sexual energy and, and to heal through uh, a sexual intimate experience will translate into other areas would you say that oh absolutely it's interlinked i mean i wouldn't say that there is a sexual energy and there is the other energy ah. how i see it everything is kundalini shakti right. everything is kundalini shakti and sexual energy is like an aspect of kundalini shakti right. which is immensely powerful which is maybe the most powerful aspect of it that we can experience through the body that's why the sexual field is so misused overused right. because it's just so powerful like you say, it's kind of like the macro energy mm -hmm. behind everything absolutely and this is like so intense that yeah so many things it can it can block totally because it's just intense and people are afraid of it. Afraid people are very of afraid it. of it. You know what Super I find very interesting it. is that um, if you look at, at people in the world that have been able to attract a lot of power in their way, in whatever mm -hmm. ways, very unhealthy ways, mm -hmm. think of, for example, Genghis Khan. Mm -hmm. um, he, he, apparently he, he raped in this mm -hmm. time so many women, mm -hmm. but there was also a quality of high, like highly sexually attractive. Yes when he was alive yes. whether people want to uh, like this or not it was the case or but also someone that had a more beautiful mission like martin luther king there are stories around him that he was also highly highly attractive for females around mm -hmm. 
and I think this is so interesting that it shows that, like our power to 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 have a, a kingdom whether that's in a form of Martin Luther King that is just able mm-hmm. to reach a lot of people or Genghis Khan that is yeah. uh, taking over a yeah. whole continent it is very linked Absolutely. to how much we are in touch with our sexual power absolutely yeah. it is power uh, very much. and can be misused or can be like uplifted up to the heart yes. I also feel it, it really depends from which layer of our existence we approach it if it if it stays here in the genital area it's also linked to our instincts the instinct mm-hmm. of survival so rape those women to have a lot of power a lot of children all right. over the world no right. or like animal animal exactly. instincts i will ah i don't even want to mention this but it's it's it's, it's dark it's it's dense i wouldn't say evil because i i i try not to see it like that it's uh-huh. just it serves the most primal instincts. Right, it's not very conscious yet. It's not conscious yet, yeah. like the animals are not. Exactly. And when this energy is uplifted towards the level of the heart, and Tantra do exactly this, Tantra uplifts this energy towards the level of love. There's no Tantra when there is no love, mm-hmm. when there's no desire for love, merge into love. So, um, yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, so this is what I do. This yeah, is what I do. Yeah. I, 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 I unlock and allow it to move and I lift it up. And sometimes it serves healing very often in the belly, very often in the solar plexus area. Okay. When our personal ego self gets contracted, right. uh, for example. And we move it here and we breathe, we move, we breathe. Sometimes we touch the pain. And when we touch the pain, we touch it and we breathe. So to escape the fire, we go through. <laughs> we go through the pain to transform the pain into that natural pleasure that underlies the pain. Wow. And then, you know, I experienced it myself. In some positions, I just had pain inside during penetration. And it was like, yeah, I had it. It's a normal thing. It's not normal. Pain is not normal. And then during this work, it just... Or it's a sign, at least. Um, yeah, but I, I, I know maybe I was just so unconscious. Right. And sometimes women who come here, yeah, they say, yeah, I don't have a pleasure, maybe I could have some. And for them, it's like a natural state. Yes. So even knowing that it is not natural. No. It no, is not. No. I kind of see it sometimes like, um, uh, I wrote about it in an Instagram post the other day, that like, like that there's like a, that we, if we are a room, and at first it's dark. I but, saw this post, yeah, I love there, it. There's only a small candle lit, <laughs> right? And and so maybe it's like, then we have a little smile experience, like the light switch goes off and on, and we all of a sudden see everything in the room. It's quite beautiful, but also very, very messy because we haven't been cleaning it because it was so dark. And this is where the journey can start, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And we are so not aware of maybe also how much pain we are feeling. I think that's a really big, thing for the collective is that a lot of people think they're fine and if they would really be able to switch that light switch on for a moment they would see that they are totally not fine actually yeah. and that there's things to clean up thank you yeah. for bringing that yeah. yeah i love it absolutely this and i think because of this this feminine is arising now very strongly as I said, lines of women coming here and they say, enough, mm. I want to regain my sexuality, mm. my sexual power. 
but this is sexual healing it is a little bit linked with tantra because we are working with the life force energy represented by the sexual energy with the body through the body and we are sublimating this energy up this is this is the tantric approach tantric massage that serves um, ejaculation or release of the tension in the body is not for me it's not for me and with this I'm super very very clear with everyone who come to my session I, I need to be sure that there is already a spiritual awakening mm. in the person so I'm also not working with everyone mm. and well we can cut this whole piece out if you don't want the whole world to know about your services <laughs> no I invite the whole world okay. <laughs> absolutely I invite everything because I can I can navigate through it very great and you're good at uh, giving boundaries as well I'm very good at boundaries <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. It's even something and you 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 teach, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, my greatest intention is to be able to embrace all, all the needy men that are asking me, are they happy ending included? Oh really? <laughs> yes. You get that? Yes. Okay. For now, I cannot hold the space for that. Mm. No. But yeah, if you dive deeper into that question and you compassionately start approaching this person we are all divine beings some of them sure more or less than the other so finally my intention is to hold the space for everything now I, I i consciously decide to work with people who already have their kundalini awakened mm -hmm. i also heard that you cannot practice tantra when your kundalini is not awakened what does it mean for you when you say that you could be kundalini awakened <laughs> thank you <laughs> good mm. so when you start to notice that there is something more than your physical body you start to feel the energy moving through even if you feel it by watching the breath you feel that there is like a movement of something you don't need to like know no. what like now and you don't need to always consciously watch it but when you focus you you you, you feel it and when you know that there is something more within you, you notice that there is something more within the surrounding, the world around you. So you become drawn to spirituality naturally, right. naturally. And then I can meet you. <laughs> right. Then so I you can would say that you. this process in itself is the Kundalini awakening because uh, some people, uh, that's why it becomes quite mystical, mm. is that it's a, it's like a, it's often depicted as a serpent at the base of the spine yes. that can kind of awaken in a flash and people feel it kind of like a flash of energy move along their spine, right? It can represent itself like that, absolutely. And I also had this very, very, very strong experiences through the body, but it doesn't have Like to. how I just described it. Yes, wow, yes, yes, I, yeah. <laughs> That was very strong when it, it arises through yeah. my body. And then, yeah, so of course it can arise like that. But when Kundalini awakens so... <laughs> we mentioned it and it's already clear. <laughs> so it can also, and, and in fact, I would say the goal is 
um, not to reach for those peak high experiences that are just shake you and take you to I don't know where in mm -hmm. your experience. My daily practice is to manage it daily, manage it daily, and when it moves softly, you don't feel it. Then you feel it, or you feel it gently. You take one breath, and you feel tingling. I, 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 for me, it's like little orgasmic experience, just breathing and opening the channel, and just uplifting the sexual energy through which I'm working, so I can recognize it and I can. Just pull it up, right? And it's like <laughs> little tingling, yeah, yeah, something yeah, within. Yeah, I know this. For me, Kundalini is something I'm still. Uh, I never had an experience of like a, something really crawling like that up mm. my spine. I've just slowly cultivated through years Absolutely. of practice a deep relationship to my spine. So I kind of feel like this might not never happen anymore. I went for me a different way. But what I do know is that, especially after mm. pranayama. For people that are watching on YouTube, they can see what I'm doing now. If you twist here, yes. the base of the spine becomes kind of like a like a almost like a like a screw that you are yeah. Screwed. spiral. Yeah, spiral. I call it spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Th this this always does something. Exactly. Quite, quite profound. Exactly. And yeah. I, I mean, seeing you, your Kundalini, of course, it is awakened. There is no doubts about it. Right. But because you were practicing and you were opening, as you said, your spine and your body. And by opening the body, I'm also talking about opening the emotional body, the mental body. Mm. Those are all clusters. And only if the Kundalini arises through the contraction, then you feel it intensely. Mm. And she needs to like really shake, mm. shake you because she's moving through the obstacle in the body. Mm. So also after intense breathing, if you feel oh, tingling sensations everywhere, vibrations, it's good. It's the Kundalini, life force energy moving through uh, um, contractions in the body. But after time, you do the same exercises and you feel it more subtle, more gentle. You are like really relaxed. Mm. And this is what I call widening our capacity to hold the space for it. We cannot be in convulsions all the time. <laughs> or we can like making love. This is really super beneficial to really use the whole body. Oh, Sound, wow. voice, woof, and well, like riding the serpent, no? It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like the more you get into these tantric ways of making love and having mm. intimacy, the more you will have like wild, wild experiences. Yeah, this is something else that reminds <laughs> me of something that you talked, you said earlier is that you kind of you 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 literally said that you reach God through your highest pleasure or you touch God at that moment. This Absolutely. So how? How could you describe this to some people? Maybe have have, have absolutely no idea what what is meant by this, and and how would you describe this? Oh, um, you know, if I wouldn't um, experience it, I yeah, hearing the words wouldn't, of course. Yeah, hearing hearing the words doesn't give the experience, but um, it's good that people know the potential mm -hmm. that is out there, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. Okay, so let me just. Just like you know, what I'm doing now, I'm just opening myself for the right words mm. to unfold, the right words for all of you to to absorb, maybe in the most beneficial way. Mm. 
just facilitate the, 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 the image. So then the woman, the feminine, can tap into the... Yeah, so this is also very important to have the embodiment, 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 using the ah, sound, using the open and spacious breath, using this undulating movement of the spine. In fact, it is there. The Kundalini moves your spine like that. But where you are disconnected from the body, you have no physical practice like asana, qigong, when you just, the body feels numb, feels like not responding on that mm -hmm. flow. Mm -hmm. And then there is like a blockage on the physical level mm -hmm. or, or, or trauma, of course, blockage given by, by trauma. Mm -hmm. So now we are back into healing, but mm -hmm. let's be mm -hmm. back into that perfect union of uh, yeah, Shiva and Shakti yeah, yeah. and this experience. So, when the openness is there for Shakti to fully unfold and there is no reaching any goal, so there is no expectation, it's just the pure act of witnessing the Shakti unfolds through the body, awakens through an immense pleasure, immense pleasure. And then the woman tap into the state which could be called like a it is called differently, but let's use the name valley, valley orgasm, which is not a peak experience and then down. It's like just overflowing waves of bliss, of just 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 bliss. Such a pleasure that and and, and takes twenty minutes, forty minutes, <laughs> and and the masculine is there fully present. So. The masculine is absorbing that energy because when it flows through her, from her heart, it flows to his heart. And the masculine is absolutely... The, it happens... Be, the, then you reach the state of the union when your personal self just dissolves into love, into the union of love. And there is pure satisfaction because sometimes I get the questions ah so the man cannot explode and have his orgasm I I assure you that is much better <laughs> that is just just yeah <laughs> beautiful well we don't need to un uncover it all I think it's also, I think it'll be good for people to 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 just know that there are really beautiful things possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I, if, I, if I can give one recommendation yeah. for the masculine, is buy, is like, like do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> buy the book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man from Mantak Chia. Yeah. Uh, there's way more to, to discover also after the book, but Fantastic. do it. Do it. Like you won't regret it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and really practice non-ejaculation, but for women yeah. as well. Oh, like, there's also, like, like the moment I found out, like, what truly happens every time uh, I ejaculate mm. with my energy, which I was not aware of before, like, you lose so much energy. So much. Just that I've been able to be very creative the last couple of years has all to do with my consciousness of what, what sexual energy means, because sexual energy is also sometimes seen as directly... Uh, it's the same as creative energy. It is. 
It's so yeah. creative that it can create a new human being. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, not only on a physical level it depletes a man, but also on an energetic level it, it does a lot. But too much to cover in, in a few words, and I don't want to dive deep into it. But yeah, all you'll find in the uh, all of this you'll find in the Not Orgasmic Man. Absolutely, yeah. and for women, if I could just add like few words, yes, please. And also like. Hmm, I don't want to uh, underestimate the clitoric orgasms, but all of those high peak experiences, oof, at some point they are very needed and super pleasant and, and cool, but this is really the masculine style of reaching the high peak and then dying. Hmm. And forgetting about the way to the peak. Hmm. The way to the peak is like, I need to go to the We're going somewhere instead of yeah. being here. And, and it's through contraction. Yes. I want to reach the goal, so I contract yes. to yes. squeeze yes. it yes. out from my body. Yes. As pleasant it can be and as useful it can be at some stages, at the other stages you are present in the moment, allow this whole body experience to unfold. Mm. And when your mindset is goal-oriented, that is a mental blockage. Beautiful. <laughs> I um, I think um, I think we've all been speaking for a long time. Although <laughs> I, I could speak for many more hours, but um, I think it would also be nice just for the length of the podcast to to slowly uh, work towards uh, an end or the beginning <laughs> or whatever you like um yeah this is something i would like to ask you you know what was really a, a nice post you posted the other day in this way we support each other so much we sometimes don't know how much we support each other with posts you you shared that you in the morning the first thing you do is you go into the sunlight and maybe you did some kind of uh, certain exercise with it as well you let the sun shine in your face and i knew this practice but I just got reminded of it and I started doing it again after the post. So first thing in the morning, I would walk up like out of my bed and to let the sun shine kind of uh, in my eyes, not look directly in the sun, of course, don't do that. And it gave me so much extra energy, mm. especially now the days are getting shorter. Sure. And this made, this made me think for this podcast, uh, it is an amazing exercise for people to keep their energy up this winter and maybe during lockdowns, wherever you are. Uh, but what are other things you would recommend for people in these times to keep the energy up, to mm -hmm. stay happy, to mm -hmm. stay grounded, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because we can speak about enlightenment Yeah, somebody. of course, let's be practical. But, let's yeah, be but, practical. but we, we can also just try to be happy here as a Absolutely. user. And what, what, what can people do for that? Thank you again. Your questions are like so wise. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that there is like a lot of compassion behind them. Uh, thank you. For thank you. That. Like really, I feel it. Thank you. So this, this practice that you mentioned is a Tao Tantric practice of absorbing the sun into three centers with the intention of an inner smile. So you're also not just absorbing, but absorbing with appreciation, with a smile. And you absorb it here to your third eye. And then when you feel like you, f you, you see the string of the sunlight flowing into your heart, and from your heart flows to your, to your sex center, your creativity, and you are just awakening all three centers and you are just standing there smiling and you can do it really everywhere. And how long does it take? As long as you want, it can take one minute. But shall we do it now? 
the feathers no sun. Ah, okay, so, <laughs> I mean, so what, and you can also imagine the sun. That's so if you also. just imagine the sun as a visualization. This is but awesome. I would like to give even even shorter and even easier practice okay. if you allow me to, and then we, I'm happy to do the sun. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the one thing if I could recommend to absolutely everyone, it's sighing. Ah, ah. Even a gentle, ah, and maybe one more. Ah, just like that. And I will just unfold a little bit of wisdom that stands behind sighing. First of all, it breaks the conditioning of that I had from my mom. Oh, why are you sighing? Are you heavy? Yes, I want to be heavy because my mind is overload. The energy is so much here. I'm working, no, I'm cooking, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's so contracted. And when you say it's like... <sighs> so, wow, that's so interesting. It's a oh, very natural way for the body to release tension. Decompress, mm. decompress, release, soften. Mm. It softens the body. Straight away bringing the energy of an exhale called apana energy that releases all that stress from your system that's one. Second one when you use the voice you can feel the gentle vibration here that even on the level of the heart and really studying it quite deeply our head and our pelvis they are mirroring each other and sometimes when we feel the contraction I mean very often Contraction in the throat represents the contraction of our sexual energy. And in fact, each time when we <sighs> we are losing here, we are losing here, mm -hmm. we are massaging with the sound here, we are massaging our sex center. And it is really happening and really like tapping into those practices, I check them, I, I, I feel it already. And even if you don't feel the direct link because it's still quite numb, just trust and use it because it's fun. And yeah, and do it five, fifty, five thousand times a day whenever you feel that the compression is needed, and then you are used to it. I think people see me as the person who sighs all the time. <laughs> and yeah, you but you do it. You do it in a in not in like uh, sighing can also be a bit like uh, heavy. In a bit, yeah, in a bit like oh. a victim way, like a. But life the, is life is sucked. if the victim but, but, but is there, you will say as a victim. Right. If the joy right, but is you there, you can already you're already giving it the energy more of oh, I choose yeah. to release it. Oh, pleasure. I, I, I choose to make I, I transmute it already into something more positive. You know? It's the energy of pleasure. I feel yeah. a lot of pleasure when exactly. I do that. Exactly. So choose pleasure, and it is a medicine itself. Transmute really? and transform. Absolutely. Mm. So pleasure, sighing with pleasure. Hmm. And also that brings, you don't need to have a permission for practice. You don't have a, you don't need to have a circumstances to sit in your lotus and have 15 minutes. You just sigh. And when you sigh, just be aware for this one breath. <sighs> and especially the one that goes just after. That awakens from that place of softness. This one just after. It's just pure Shakti unfolding. And then maybe after some moments you will tap into your <gasps> and then sigh again. <laughs> and keep sighing that 
that will bring the ground. So because for me, the, for the Kundalini to flow freely in the daily circumstances, we need to be grounded and heart-centered. And each time when we ah, sigh out and then sigh in afterwards, bringing the awareness or thought or something into the heart and even not doing that consciously it just happens really organically so sighing is something very organic for me that is absolutely the best practice that i could recommend to wow. everyone I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when at bunter festival there was a lot of like these deep sighs they yeah. weren't mentioned as sighs but like often they say just take a deep breath and everyone makes a sigh so yeah. <sighs> And, yeah, I, and I noticed after a few days, I was just like, all the time, I was walking around over the big terrain of Awakening by myself, and I would just notice myself. Yeah, because ah. it feels good. <laughs> yeah. But also, what, what I, to be honest, I'm not big, very fan of it. It's like, take a big breath in. Uh, I will just, because it's very subtle, but like when you meet in the group of meditative people, for, I don't know, Kirtan or whatever. And someone, like a guide, says, and now take a big breath in, you do. <sighs> and then you are like that again. Mm. So you are like waiting for the permission for the deep breath with the side to unfold. And then you are tapping into your pattern breathing again. Mm. So this is like, the moment that I always feel that it's better to reverse it and to create a circumstances for everyone involved in the circle to start spontaneously breathing. So uh, it's very subtle. So me as as a as a space holder, for for example, I do it my I do it myself. I start softening the body, sighing, and you subconsciously see, see, or realize, oh, it feels good. And your body starts to mimic that, what feels good. And it's like much more beneficial to be taught like that through the experience itself that is not forced or permitted. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not giving you permission that now you can sigh, but in one moment when I'm not here for you, to give you the permission, you are like that again. Mm. So this is also the way I love. Keep people activated. Always, not yeah. even not pointing that now we will do the practice. They see, no, 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 prefer to do the No. You're already in it. Life is practice. Right. Practice life right. and keep softening and 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 feeling into your own body when you wash the dishes. Mm. Uh, wash the dishes with love, eat with love, mm. talk with love, <laughs> laugh with love and laugh. Yes, you are permitted yes. by like life itself. Li life, is, uh, life is happening all the time, not just on a yoga mat. This, during a side. this, so and also... And, 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 mm. and, and the, the other practice you spoke of with the sun, mm -hmm. um, because I didn't, I didn't think I also myself got it. Uh, ah, okay. How, 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 how did you? Do it? Yeah. Is the practice name is inner smile. Inner smile. And it's from Tao Tantric Arts. It sounds like something also Mantak Chia would teach. Probably it's quite okay. universal. I okay. feel. 
I also, me personally, add a mantra from uh, um, Babaji. Arut Paranjati, Arut Paranjati, which is the mantra that calls the, the light to, to be put. So, mantra from different traditions, you know, really, but it's all one, of course. Mm -hmm. Whatever is serving you, whatever you enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, how I do it, I normally I do it with the sun, but we live in Portugal, so we are very, very lucky. And if you don't have a sun, you really visualize the sun above you. And you feel the sun rise, sun rays, you say, the warmth mm -hmm. of the sun mm -hmm. uh, going to your head and really rewires the whole brain, enlightens, bring the light, but this light that it's not in the contrary to darkness, the light that includes darkness, the light that is this life sustaining, the light that is this life sustaining energy of the mm -hmm. sun that brings the whole life into this planet. Mm -hmm. So we are just like, Dark oh. and light dark and light mm -hmm. so it's like the light beyond the light you're absorbing that just smiling like you're on holidays no mm -hmm. when the sun shines in and your you face just, you actively yeah. smile yes yeah. that's actually that's actually how i uh, usually see? end my meditation class after we go very cosmic yeah and very non-dual yeah uh, by the end last five minutes i usually let everyone including myself smile for half a minute to a minute Beautiful. more and more and more because yeah. actually it's all scientifically proven it releases happiness hormones absolutely you don't need to wait to be happy to smile yes i love it naturally become happy i love it and also there's in, in a smile there's an energy of the heart because like it's it's safe to smile mm. it's playful it's good mm. And also it's a sign of opening in your whole system. You're opening yourself with a smile. It's okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I invite you, Life Force. I invite you to my third eye yeah. to rewire my brain to, I don't know, you can have like visualization and just enjoy the warmth, whatever, yeah. or chant mantra if you find one that you like. Mm. <laughs> but like the simplest, you're absorbing it here and then you see how it falls down like a cascade you can visualize it back the spine oh yeah this is this is how i do it i visualize it going down into the heart and then i absorb it from the sun to the third eye and from from the third eye down to the heart and it flows like that so it nourishes two oh, centers and then when i feel this is full boom 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 to my to my or to my genitals or to my third center and you're also opening and you're also opening the breath so you feel you really and it happens after maybe two three breaths first there is like i don't feel nothing and then oh, opening mm -hmm. and you really feel feel your genitals from inside and you are like like, like nourishing them with the sun that goes all the way down from up third eye heart and when this is full yeah then i <laughs> just Amazing. use the microcosmic orbit which is the movement of the energy inside your system mm. inside your system you are like moving and there are like so many of this kind of uh, practices when you use a particular breath and the movement of the hand so they are very like simple when you look at them from outside and as I say, even if you don't feel anything, you always feel the breath. And the breath is a vehicle for the energy to move. Mm. So 
practicing with the breath will awaken more of the sensations in mm. the body. If the receptivity. This. Yeah. Receptivity. That was actually actually really one of the key words. Great word. In, yes. in my uh, my perspective on a spiritual path, mm. becoming more and more receptive, mm -hmm. seeing more and more of the room and feeling mm. it out. Yeah. Nice. nice. So many so many gems in this podcast. Well, I feel like my <laughs> my brain, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like heat heat and going through the hands there you go. no really amazing <laughs> um, is there any last thing you want to say that there is no more tea unfortunately oh. <laughs> <laughs> delicious tea by the way there is no more um, yeah I, I, uh, I know one thing I would like to ask yes. you uh, where can people find you online oh, thank you for another beautiful question and in real life, if they want to uh, attend one of your classes, mm. work with you in whatever way. Yes, so my website is www.agniwaywrittentogether.com You can connect me every morning, seven days a week. I'm offering uh, free of charge, tantric, breathworks that are happening through the body with the movement, with the connected breath, uplifting that energy and moving it through the body. Online as well, Online, right? online. Mm -hmm. So that is reachable for really for everyone. And it, it takes half an hour in the morning, 8.30 Portuguese time. This is the, 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 the widest, widest offering. And also this is my contribution to the community as I'm offering mm -hmm. it free of charge. And then I have my space, this beautiful temple here in Lagos, Portugal, where we practice yoga after the breathing daily also, every day, every morning. And then in the afternoons I give massages, um, some really sessions, interesting workshops, rituals, workshops sometimes. Workshops, yeah, this Monday we have this, uh, this I don't know if, where, where, when you will. Uh, Put it into the world, but this this Monday we have yeah a, a shadow work that I would love to share with with some more people because I felt it so beneficial when I did it on myself mm. and this is always how my offerings unfold. I feel something works so well within my experience, and as a natural gift of mine is holding the space and bringing the structure that is easy to to pass on. Mm -hmm. some offerings like like workshops and recently I really really the most um, I'm the most attracted by working with couples mm -hmm. by working with couples and how to transform this karmic kind of a relation into tantric relation mm -hmm. that serves love that serves that serves <laughs> all human beings so working with the couples there's also a project that is unfolding as an online course maybe working with couples through some ritual i'm also creating a ritual space in which the couple can approach sexually and learn some 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 practices on that field so as you see there is like so many things that are unfolding through this <laughs> humble human being mm -hmm. <laughs> but why not Mm, Why yeah, not? No, it's if amazing. it's there, like, like if it's, it's there, you create all sorts of things around you. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's also. Mm. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to see what uh, what's gonna unfold the next couple of years and the 
Decades, uh, decades uh, in, in uh, your, your, your journey and what you facilitate. Mm. Um, yeah, I can really recommend anyone that helps by Portugal to come by here for, I think my favorite is the Wednesday Vinyasa. Mm. Uh, but that's just my personal thing that I really like. Come for massage. <laughs> for massage? Come for massage. Then I will update you later if I have Mm. And um, yeah, no, I'm really, uh, I hope everyone that listened uh, had some things, uh, heard about some things they didn't hear about before. Sometimes I think we underestimate uh, as uh, spiritual practitioners and seekers for a few years, how much of the things that already seem normal now are totally new to yeah, others. Absolutely. I have to remind myself of that. So I hope, um, yeah, it sparked some curiosity uh, for people to, to seek for some of these things. Absolutely. And um, I wanna I wanna thank you for for for, and I'm super happy that we've met and connected. So and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Thomas. I really like ah, as you said, your consciousness, your the field that you are creating allows the shakti to unfold. And I really feel that this is like, even, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you all for listening. That's hard because Thanks we only more than during the school oh, times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and one, one, one maybe little thing that I feel like to add, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't understand, some things are passed absolutely beyond the words through the eyes through the body language. Totally. So if you feel that mm, something that your body feels nice now, good, even if you didn't understand much of what we are talking here, just enjoy that. And uh, it means that it's for you. Mm, yeah, if it resonates, that's usually a very good sign. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow, follow excitement and follow curiosity. This. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, thank you. Uh, no fancy outros, uh, just to see you in the next one, next podcast. I'm excited for it. Ciao! Ciao! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <Cut>. <laughs> <laughs>